This is a shock podcast. Shock. Due to the discussions of murder, sexual activities and assault, listener discretion is advised, especially those under 13. The world is full of dangers and mysteries. Among them are the notorious serial killers who have terrorized and fascinated people for decades. How did they commit their crimes? How were they caught? But most importantly, what were their motives? Ah! Can You Solve It is a podcast that talks about notorious serial killers. This is Irdina Ishaq, your host for the series. Each week, you will join me in sharing stories of global cases that had happened, not to encourage murder, but to discuss ways on how it could have been better or much even prevented the murder. another day at the studio. Welcome back. I'm Irdina Isha and in today's episode, we will discuss on Robert Lee Yates Jr., the Spokane serial killer who was also dubbed as the grocery bag killer. He had spread terror through sex workers in Spokane, Washington by targeting this vulnerable group and doing despicable acts to their bodies in the late 90s, totaling his number of victims up to 18. But before that, as usual, our dear listeners, we have Iswin. Hello, I am in the studio again. Okay, this is Can You Solve It? Be sure to tune in and see if you can guess the killer's motives right. Now, let's kickstart the story. In the late 90s in Spokane, Washington, there was a murder mystery revolving around prostitutes. So there was this rundown area where prostitutes would hang at, which was the streets of East Prague. But one by one, these prostitutes kept turning up dead. And within just a two-year period, 12 women had been murdered. On top of that, this city, Spokane, was known to only have an average murder rate of five a year. So these murders were enough to send a chill throughout the community, particularly with the discoveries of two bodies on the same day in August 1997, which belonged to 16-year-old Jennifer Joseph and 20-year-old Heather Hernandez. At the same time, there were two other unsolved crimes involving Shannon Zelinsky, whose body was found in June 1996, and Melody Murfin, who was reported missing in May 97. It took four victims, by the way, till the police said, wait a minute, we got a big problem here. And among other women who fell prey to the same killer were 29-year-old Dala Sue Scott. Police found her dead in November 1997. Then just a month later, bodies of Laurel Watson and Sean McClanahan were found on the same day. Then two months later in February 1998, Sunny Oster became another victim. And surprisingly, most of the bodies were not hidden but instead were close to the road. It was as if the killer didn't care if his victim Victims were found. Mm-hmm. So, having introduced his name early on, it's no longer a secret to us that the killer is none other than Robert Lee Yates yeah. Jr. So, Yates, he had his own way of killing. Back then, in the 90s, 
Yates would take his white Corvette and drive around the area, the skid row of Spokane, looking for women to have sexual intercourse with him. And in the car, he would offer them substances such as drugs or alcohol, and his excuse was always to make them feel more relaxed. Then, once they let their guards down, he would attack these women and eventually shoot them. Then, remember how I mentioned earlier that he would do despicable acts to their bodies? The bodies of his victims? Mm -hmm. That's because he would also have sex with their dead Ooh. bodies. Yeah. And he was also dubbed as the grocery bag killer. Mm. And that's because most of his victims, they would be found with plastic bags covering their heads. And they were all found with gunshots, either in their heads or their hearts. Mm. So this was his signature move, by the way. Gunshots, plastic bags sexual act. And not only that, Isrin, before all this, dated way back in 1975, his first victims were Susan Savage and her boyfriend Patrick Oliver. They were both in their early 20s when they went on a picnic at Mill Creek near Walla Walla, Washington. Mm -hmm. And as they were relaxing and having fun, Yates spotted them from afar. And he had shot Patrick three times in the head then shot Susan twice. They died instantaneously. And after he confirmed that they both had died, he dragged the couple's body under a pile of bush so they would not be found. Mm -hmm. And both their bodies were located a few days later. However, Yates was only linked and tried for his crime 25 years later. So the question is, how was he caught? Would you like to share where, how he got caught? Um, Do you have any idea? Uh... Is it the car yes. or the grocery bags? It, it is the car. Ah. It is the car. So there's actually like two key things here. It's the white Corvette and also another thing, which is a human being, by the way. It was one of his victims. Oh, that yeah, makes sense. One of his victims that actually managed to escape. So, see, Yates, he might have never been caught if he hadn't let one of his victims live. Kristen Smith got into Yates' car, however noticed that something was going wrong. So she's a prostitute. Okay. And when Yates was not able to have sexual intercourse with her, he took back his money and drew a gun on her. And he tried to shoot her in the head, but the bullet only grazed her and was able to escape. So in the hospital, she was treated for the wound and soon informed the police of the attack and gave them a description of the culprit. Why did he try his best to kill Kristen? I think I'm sure he, had, he would have the opportunity when she left or maybe she attacked him. I, I think he did try his best, but from Kristen's point of view, she didn't know that she was actually shot. Oh, she thought she was only hit. Adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. She survived. She's like, a survivor. The fight or flight kicking in for Response. her. Response. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, later, after Kristen Smith was involved in a car accident, X-rays revealed that she still had fragments of the bullet in her skull. Oh. And these were extracted in order to see if they could be matched to bullets in other victims. Mm. So during this time, there had been a physical examination going on with the bodies that they had found. So they checked the DNA, mm. semen samples, and also, oh. yeah, and also because uh, these victims, they were raped. Yeah, after. After they were murdered. After or before, either way, they were raped. I don't raped. get it. Like, he would shoot them and they would be all bloody. He, he would just do sexual acts on him. How does that even... He's a necrophilic. Unless he waited like a day or two. That's not, you know, I'm not justifying whatever he did, but it's just a bit odd to see them 
bloody and just doing things. Yeah. And by the way, you do notice that he would wrap the plastic bag around ah, their heads, right? right? And he would shot them either in their heads or their hearts. So, so yeah, maybe. I get it now. Maybe. Okay. Among the other things that police wanted to find out was actually a 0.25 caliber gun. Like mm-hmm. a wound okay. that was in the victim's heads. So, because of Kristen Smith, you know, after she was shot. Yeah. So, because of this, they managed to link the shooting to a 0.25 caliber gun owned by Yates. Okay. So, eventually, there was a serial killer task force in Washington. And they managed to track down Yates' old car, a white Corvette. And prior to the disappearance and murder of Jennifer Joseph, a 16-year-old prostitute, by the way, uh, this was the youngest victim. There was an eyewitness who had mentioned that Jennifer took off in a white Corvette. And true enough, police managed to track down traces of blood and bullets that matched the victims from the car. So combined with the identification from his escape victim, police were finally able to arrest Yates in 2000. Hmm. 30 years after his first murder. 25 years. Mm, okay. mm. Here's the thing about Yates. Do you happen to know what it is? His double life. A little bit of background. Because uh, you said that he's a family man. So I'm guessing he doesn't look like the type that would kill. Yes. Given the circumstances of his victims, right? Such as the location of where they were disposed. Police at the time, they knew that the criminal they were looking for could be someone working for the authorities. Okay. Because it would be someone who would least be suspected for murder. Because the killer was being so bold in dumping his victims' bodies out in the open. And then police also believed that the killer should look like an average Joe. Just another normal looking guy because it became apparent to them okay. that... He's not scared of getting caught. Y- yeah, and that if the killer had a monster's look, this woman wouldn't have easily fallen prey to him. Mm. In fact, there was a woman who used to work in that area. She even said that how they got into the car of anyone who wanted to pick them up was based on a split-second decision. Yeah. Quoting her words, by the way, this is what she said. You either jump in the car or you don't. And it has a lot to do with how they speak to you how they look so that was the key here to Yates how he is actually like if you ask around how people would describe Yeats having been a respectable veteran of the military. Mm-hmm. He had served in Germany, Somalia and Haiti and he has even received medals and commendations for his contribution to the country. On top of that, Iswin, he was even happily married for almost 30 years to his wife. And they had five kids, by the way, four daughters and one son together. So overall, he was deemed as a normal family man. And other people would describe him as a happy and kind family man that cared about his family and worked hard throughout his life. But however, when his family members described him, he was reportedly, he had a bit of a temper. But other than that, the people around him did not detect any red flags. Mm -hmm. So given how prolific a killer Yates was, his family did not seem to sense that anything was wrong. Some of his kids would note that Yates was abusive on some occasion or that he would be frightening. But none of his family members thought he would be capable of killing However, his wife Linda did suspect something in 1999. She noticed that her husband was burning his credit card bills in the fireplace. Okay, suspicious. Suspicious. Sus. So, because she was suspicious, so she went digging 
and found that there were charges in their account for hotels where they would pay by the hour. And so she assumed that he was having an affair, but he denied the accusation. But still, Linda stayed with him because she wanted to care for the children together. It was always for the kids. They would need, the kids would need a father figure. Yeah. With me, right? I always like to look back at how a certain person grew up to be back in their childhood. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, we like to look into that. It's all about psychology. For mm-hmm. me, it's all about psychology. So the thing about Yates was that years back, his grandmother actually killed his grandfather. Uh, Did you know that? But do you think that could be a motive? That's not a motive, but oh. maybe something runs in his family. Something is wired wrongly. We don't wired know. Differently. We, we, yeah, yes. Wired differently. We don't know. Yeah. Seems like a... I think this is one of those things where it's just like he lives a normal life, isn't in trouble. Yeah, and on top of that, his friends from his childhood days, right, they would describe him like someone who wouldn't even cuss. See, the thing yeah. is, he grew up in a family that were kind of religious. They mm. went to church every weekend and his family... They don't smoke, they don't drink, they don't even eat pork. There were times where Yates would question. By the way, they would they identify him as Bobby because okay. his, his father is still alive and he had the same name. All right, of so course, like, Junior. Ah, yeah, Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they call him Bobby. And they would say like, hey, Bobby is a loving man. Bobby respects everybody. This is so not Bobby. So like, what happened to Bobby? And for me though, I do kind of question. See, the thing is, we cannot really find out his motives because he wanted to keep quiet about it because they made a deal in court. Of course, yeah. Then Yeah, yeah. because back then, the police had problems in trying to finding out where the bodies were. Mm. So they asked for his cooperation. In return, he, you know, he has a right to like, not speak up and he did not want a death penalty so in return the court were like okay you show us the bodies and you will get these rights you will get life in prison sentence kind of thing okay so that's why we don't know the motives mm. but however if you look at the structure itself is when like he grew up in a religious family could that be something I actually had a discussion with a friend about when when people their their life is too strict uptight uptight is they have curiosity and they want to venture into it however like killing people is a different kind of curiosity possibly because he heard about his grandma so he was like oh i'll give this a try oh damn well for me also is win so linda linda was his second wife his first wife was another person which he had married before he killed his first victims okay so he was young when he first got married like at the age of 20 Mm. and they didn't even last that long like not even two years then they got divorced okay and that was after that that he started killing the first victims and do you remember the first victims were a man and a girl yeah and a girl and they were a couple yeah i wonder if he killed them because he was jealous seeing them happy because they were picnicking and you notice the difference right like he killed sex workers after but his first victims were just a couple and they were enjoying their time i'm wondering if they all look the same are you trying to link with his ex-wife yeah i'm not sure right you're like i don't think we know however maybe he's angry why don't just kill the ex-wife yeah that's like no that's not me saying that he should (laughs) it's just that he definitely shouldn't it would be if he has anger Towards the ex-wife. Yeah, I'm not 
I'm not exactly driving. sure too though. It's okay. Sometimes it's like you never really know. And and then is when you know if we come back. I'm not trying to pinpoint like yeah he killed because of the way he was brought up. You know yes, because of, yeah. I'm not saying that by the way. But like why sex workers right? Yeah. I mean if if we do look at the religious point of view, because mm. it's want, wrong. Yeah, because it's wrong. But at the same time, he's married. Mind blown. I think if the you listeners can theorize, yeah, leave a comment. This 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 is totally subjective. Talk about up to your yeah. imagination because we don't know psychology. Whoever is interested, you can dig deeper, and maybe in the coming years there'll be more of Robert Lee Yates Jr. Because yeah. his case is still ongoing, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean his sentence in life prison. It's up to four hundred eight years, by the way. But like, we don't know if there are more bodies. We don't know what the court will say after. So yeah, just stay tuned and see whatever it is that you have. Do so, more research. Maybe there's more videos out mm, there. Mm. It's quite similar to a podcast that we've done, which is on the, the Yu Yong Cho. Yu Yong Cho. Don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, the thing about. Individuals like this. Mm-hmm. This is based on another true crime story that I've read. Watch. I think this is quite popular in like the late 2010s of a man killing his kids, his wife, mm-hmm. and then finding out that he actually did all of that to get like a clean slate in life. Oh. And he's a perfect man. Like he wasn't scary. Like he take care of his kids. His wife has like this great career and he was always supportive but because he wanted a clean slate and he wanted to start a life with his new girlfriend he decided to kill literally everyone oh. in his family okay in- i haven't watched this including his wife that's pregnant with his third child because oh he knew God. it's like it's time to just get rid oh my so God. it's not the same i think i don't think it's the same idea of like oh he wants a clean slate but there's just something about perfect men mm-hmm. that there's something sinister like they try to make up for what's going on in their head heads inside of them by wow by trying to be perfect okay wow because they're actually more sinister than they are this is not related again to the story do you watch the try guys dina no okay so the try guys scandal that happened like this is over a year ago one of the guys cheated on his wife and he is supposed to be the perfect try guy like compared to the other boys in the group this guy mm-hmm. that cheated on his wife is like also in love with the wife, mm-hmm. loves his kids, mm-hmm. supportive of his wife, her career, and then be cheating on her for like years with the same girl. And there's something about perfect men that if they're too perfect, there's something wrong with them. Oh yeah, you need to dig deeper. Don't flaws are okay. Think when you're being human, it's okay. But when you're trying so hard to be like the best person, there's like instances where you lashes out, and it's like a really bad lash out. There must be something wrong with them there must be something different about the way of thinking and the way they perceive the world compared to people that aren't afraid of being themselves so okay. you never know okay so what are your advice to people who strive to be perfect don't be perfect actually just aiming this to Dina don't be perfect <laughs> there's no perfection go and make mistakes and admit your failures don't kill people oh, to make up for not. what's going on inside you know go to therapy we've mentioned this a few times oh yeah therapy go to therapy and work through your mental issues maybe maybe there's something that he's struggling with but he didn't want to go to therapy because of his religion what if that's the case yeah there's no shame in it though do, do you want to say anything like related to people who are struggling right but they're also very religious 
So how do you balance this out? Because there's a saying like in Islam, right? If you're religious, you're not supposed to feel depressed whatsoever. So you are considered weak if you need someone's help when you can actually ask from God to help you relieve from all these feelings that you are feeling inside. Well, I wouldn't know how to advise in the religious. I might get this wrong and I apologize if I get this wrong. Christian, Catholics, Methodist, Protestant. Oh, but they, okay. they have like yeah, I know. confessions, I know. right? Uh, yeah. Like that's oh, to them that's their way of processing and for us is to process it to converse it to God mm. I think this is not in any way a professional advice please <laughs> seek help if you are going through a tough time sometimes talking it out either to yourself to your God to your friend or even writing it down gives an objective perspective on it it's like you can see it in black and white mm-hmm. that's what I used to do like if I'm struggling like I would write it down and then um I theorize what is it what is it an issue actually is it a real issue or is it an issue in my head if it's just an issue in my head then it's like okay I need to find out tools on how to fix it mm. mentally but mm. if it's a real issue do I need to talk to a friend to get help or do I need to learn or do I need to talk to a manager there's always like a, a way of solving it like don't just think you know because when you think you don't really have an answer when you write it down or you talk to someone or just talk in general to whoever you know even if you're talking your prayer there's always going to be like you'll try to like theorize it in a way and be like oh actually more, more, maybe I can approach it this way or that way no not professional advice just based on something I've read and if you're religious I think in your religion you are supposed to realize you're weak oh, right what great words right you're supposed yep, to realize yep, you're you, weak yes if you don't acknowledge that you're weak we are then slave, you're better than your god yeah when you're not supposed to be you're supposed to be like you need to know that you need to be humble with yourself and be like mm. i'm just human who am i to think mm. i'm better yeah yeah it's just ego at the end of the day right yes ego to realize that you're not all that you need to rely on either your faith your family your friends your the people at work or you need to rely on yourself to figure out how to help yourself all these things just realizing you're not all that Break down that ego. Okay, wait. I also have one thing. One thing is when, like, before we end this podcast. So the thing is, among all the victims that he killed, right, there was this one victim that he buried right outside his window. Their family's house, right outside the window. So, like... How, did, how is that possible, first of all, without the wife realizing? Yeah, without the wife they, and kids. Okay. They have five kids. Yeah. So that, that was the question that I wanted to ask, right? Because this person, this guy, his... A family member. So imagine you being in one of their shoes, the wife or the kids. How could you not realize that there was a killer in your family? Hmm. What kind of precautions should you like? Really observe the people around you or like how? Honestly, how, how could you have slipped this? I think maybe they hear that like digging sound. They would think it's bad dream. I don't know, but to identify who is a killer is a bit hard. I need to, I think like if we study criminology, we can answer that question. Because it's a lot more than just, oh, he has intentions to kill. Yeah. There's the psychology part, obviious intention. Yeah. Repent. Don't go and repent in any shape or form. It, whatever religion <laughs> I don't know It's a bit odd right How do you know If someone's A killer Yeah So We will leave that up To you guys To discuss on your own And That's it That's a wrap That's all for now But There'll always be more Tune in Because next week You'll be listening to us again For sure So hit the subscribe button And share this On every platform You're on Thank you everyone Hope you enjoyed This episode We'll talk to you soon <laughs>